When planning the road to success, there are a few steps to keep in mind. Identifying and solving the cause, facing and embracing change, goal setting, and being accountable. We'll talk about this today on Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. New and healthier habits lead to prosperity in all areas of your life and business. Now, here's your host, Chris Salem. Well, welcome everyone. Hope everyone is having a great week, the Sustainable Success Way. It's another lovely, beautiful day, not a cloud in the sky here in New York City area. Hot though, but nonetheless, it's uh, nice weather. We hope it's good for you. Uh, We are having a great week here at Sustainable Success. And again, if you have any questions with your business, anything from personal to uh, your business itself that you need some questions answered, feel free to reach out to us at sustainable success at Chris at Christopher Salem.com. That's Chris at Christopher Salem.com. We want to welcome any new listeners to the show. You found us here at the Voice American Influencers channel. We also encourage you to follow and check out our Facebook page at Sustainable Success 2017. That's Sustainable Success uh, 2017. There you'll find many of our great guests uh, that uh, that have shared their words of wisdom and knowledge and helping you to scale your business and level to the next level. So uh, feel free to check that out. We also, our show is being brought to you today by Empowered Fathers in Action. They are a 501c3 organization dedicated to helping and strengthen the father-son bonding process. They work with families to create interdependent family structures free from limiting beliefs and helping to build their children into more self-confident adults to become future leaders in their homes, their communities, and their business. Check them out at efamovement.org. That's efamovement.org. We got a great show for you today. And, you know, we've been through some turbulent times over this last year and a half. And with that being said, uh, there's been a lot of people that have been able to deal with this adversity on different levels. Some have done okay, some have done very well, and then there have been some that have not. And for those that might be in the middle or are not been able to deal with this as adversity, maybe you don't have the skills or the knowledge of how to really apply it, this is the show for you because you're going to learn today how to reframe adversity into opportunity. So when we all go through challenges in life and business, many times we resist that change. But here you're going to be able to learn how you can embrace it and be able to see it as a blessing in disguise to turn it into opportunity. Our guest today is going to be Oleg uh, Lohi. His uh, start in life was insuspicious. At nine years old, he relinquished his parents' rights and entered the Russian orphanage. At 12 years old, he decided to be adopted into a new family in a new country, halfway across the world to start a new life. At 24 years old, he began his journey of helping others to live a life that they've always dreamed of, despite their hardships, misfortunes, and by allowing them to recognize the uniqueness and worth within their own story. And without further ado, we welcome Oleg Lohi to the show today. Oleg, how you doing? I'm well. Thank you so much. That was quite the introduction, and I I certainly (laughs) hope that we can explore this topic at hand, but I, I, I think it's a I think it's a great topic for a variety of reasons and I'm I'm very curious to to hear and to learn the direction that our conversation takes place today. But adversity is something, at least in my opinion, it's it's always going to be there with us every step of the way. Absolutely. It it is so, so true. And 
you know, I, you know, we, we teach a lot of things here at sustainable success about, you know, embracing the process, trusting the process, mm-hmm. you know, challenges and setbacks are inevitable. Change is going to happen. Many times these, these are going to be things beyond our control, but what we can control is our communication to ourselves and others, behavior, attitude, emotions, and course of action to whatever the situation it is. I'd love to share, you know, if you could share with the audience today, Ole, you know, maybe a little bit about your backstory, you know, and talking about this adversity. I mean, you did a lot of things here. I mean, here you you left Russia, you know, your biological parents and coming here, you know, with a new family, a new country. And, you know, in a short period of time, when we talk, you're, you know, you're, you're 24 years old. How much knowledge that you've learned. Yeah. And and love to hear the story that can kind of just kind of structure the conversation for today. Well, the backstory is that for those that are not familiar with the different things that I've been able to experience is when it comes to adversity, I was very fortunate to have had a fair share of it from a very young age. And that is I was born in a foreign country, as you were able to mention at the beginning of the, of the show, had a very difficult upbringing to begin with. I didn't really have a set of parents that I was able to rely on or a group of people that cared for me. My mom was an alcoholic. My sister, who was and still is 18 years older, actually ended up becoming my legal guardian from the time that I was born. So you could imagine the different circumstances that I was put into where I, as a child, was desperately craving the attention of a parent and yet wasn't able to fully receive one. My dad was not in the picture. There's still some mixed stories as far as what had happened there. But I'll tell you this, that when I started to look at look back at my own past and all the things that have happened to me, that is exactly how I started to look at them, is that all of these things were happening for me. Mm. All of these things were opportunities for me to learn. And that is where I think the second part of this particular conversation leads us, and that is looking at adversity as opportunity. For many years, when I look back at my adverse, whether it was childhood circumstances or the times after I was adopted, for those that are not familiar with that story, is when I was adopted at the age of 12, to some, it may seem like a beginning to a new chapter. To me, yes, it was a beginning to a new chapter, but it was a beginning to a new chapter with many challenges that I had to overcome along that way. Coming to a foreign country from Russia, not being able to speak English, not knowing anything about this part of the world, not knowing anything about the culture, not knowing how I'm going to fit in into the new family dynamic, not knowing how I'm going to perform in the new school environment, or all challenges that I had to face at the same exact time. And that's the other thing about life is that life, at least in my opinion, it doesn't give you the time to explore each and every single one of those on your own. Rather, you're presented oftentimes with multiple adversities at the same time that you have to juggle. And you have to figure out, how do I make this work while also not dropping the ball here? How do I keep going in this direction while also pushing forward here? And that is exactly what I was faced with. And and I'll tell you this, that In looking back at my journey, especially in the recent years, the reason why I chose, which I believe is a choice, to look at all of this as a lens of opportunity, because I realized that all of those adversities that have happened in the past and all the adversities that continue to happen on a daily basis are going to be there regardless. 
there's always going to be a challenge. In fact, I think that's the beauty of every single day is every single day presents a set of challenges to learn from. Therefore, it became in my best advantage to become a participant and observer and really lean into those challenges and try to understand what are they here to teach me? What am I here to learn? What am I here to see differently that I haven't seen before? And that is where I think my life shifted drastically is when I started to look at all of these incredible hardships as opportunities to learn, as opportunities to grow from. Now, I'll also say that as a brief disclaimer, this did not happen overnight. This took many, many years of frustration and being overwhelmed and getting sucked into the circumstances where after a while I was able to pull back and shift my perspective and have an honest conversation with myself about all of it and really put myself in the driver's seat of it all and tell myself, why can't I look at at adverse circumstances through a different lens? Who's telling me that I can't learn? And what I started to realize is that the person that was telling that story was me. No one else. I was the person that was creating that narrative about what I can and can't do in life. And when I shifted that perspective, I kid you not, my life shifted drastically. I love what you just shared. And, 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 and it's, you're a young man. And, it, and, and to hear these words of wisdom from a young man's perspective is just incredible. And I love what I hear because it took me I took me till the age of 35, 36 to figure out everything you just did. And, and I went through a real, you know, my first 30 years of my life were very rough. And, but I love what, what you shared there, you know, how you were able to shift your thinking. If you could talk a little bit about that, because I think a lot of people get caught up. They, they hear the process, they can hear it and they can logically, you know, I guess, understand it, but actually applying it. Is, is a different story because they, they go right back to the same old behaviors and patterns that keep them stuck and keep them anxiety, stress, and in this negative emotional state. Well, for me, it starts off with a simple or maybe a complex question as, what am I here to learn? I think every single adverse circumstance is going to come with its own set of challenges. I think that's something that we probably all can agree on. Not every single adversity is the same. The adversity that I face in trying to resolve an unresolved relationship, whether it's with a significant other or a friend, is probably different adversity when, I, when it comes to financial hardships. So that's the first thing that I'll acknowledge. The question that I try and approach everything through is, what am I here to learn? What it, allows, what it has allowed me to do, because I can't really speak for anyone else's lens, But what it has created for me is it has created opportunities in my life where I was able to take an observer's view of the situation. I'm experiencing situation in hand. I'll give you a concrete example. In the recent years, I had a friend of mine with whom we've just due to a variety of reasons, me living halfway across the country and not being as consistent with keeping in touch with people, we, we lost touch. Him and I were very good friends for about four to five years leading up to that point. And I remember at one point or another, this topic kept coming back to me. And it was that topic of why am I not reaching out to him? Why am I not wanting to stay in touch? What is that 
frustration and tension that I was experiencing internally. And what I started to realize was that in approaching that particular situation through the lens of what is the situation helping me see about this particular friendship or any of the current friendships that I have outside of it, and what can I learn from it? I started to realize that I was ultimately creating that opportunity and that space for me to see that place through a different lens. In that moment, what I was able to articulate almost simultaneously are a set of action steps that I could take. I could either pick up the phone, give them a call, and I could explain everything that had happened and why I chose not to stay in touch. I could not do that. But at the same time, by not doing it, at least what I've learned, and I don't know if you can relate, Chris, or any of the listeners, but sometimes when I don't do certain things, they keep coming back up. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll keep, 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 keep explaining. I've learned that lesson the hard way. <laughs> they keep coming back up and they keep coming back up in different forms. Yeah. So they'll come through other relationships. They'll come through, whether it's friendships, my family relationships that I have. And so what I started to realize in that moment was that it really made no sense for me to keep pushing it down, rather just face it while I know the origin of the story, so to speak, and then from there, see what can manifest from it. So in looking at that particular situation, as well as the situations where, let's say, financial hardship was a real part of my life and asking myself, what am I here to learn? And what is this here to teach me? It has created windows of opportunities where I've been able to see those circumstances through a different lens. Now, I'll say that in part, as part of that process, the circumstances don't change immediately. At least for me, they didn't. Whenever I was experiencing different forms of financial problems in my own or hardships, it's not like just asking myself that question, all of a sudden the bank account went from X, Y, and Z balance to you know overflowing with money where I didn't know what to do with it. That's not how life has worked for me. Maybe it has worked like that for other people. But what it has given me is it's given me that learner learning mindset. It's given me the opportunity to grow and to make better decisions moving forward. <laughs> not getting sucked into those circumstances has been tremendous because I think when I used to get sucked into those adversities in really challenging circumstances, it was very difficult for me to take a step back and try and process and understand why did this happen? How is it happening? And what can I do differently moving forward? How can I change the current circumstances to my advantage so they don't repeat themselves in the upcoming days, upcoming months, upcoming years? So that is a big thing that has helped me tremendously. And if for anyone else that's listening, if they feel like it's of value to them, but the question of what am I here to learn? What is this here to teach me? And what is it helping me see differently that I haven't seen before have helped wow. me tremendously? Wow. I mean, I love it, Oleg. I, you know, you just demonstrated right there that that took me a while to figure out, and most people never figure it out in their lifetime. Mm -hmm. is we're always looking to fix or change things that we can't control, right? This is why a lot of times these things come back in different situations, but it's the same thing. Like it, it feels like Groundhog Day and you're in like, why am I going through this again? Different situations, same result, same feeling. And, and why does this keep happening? Because we're always putting, we're always, you know, trying to control what we can't, control instead of saying, well, hey, this person's not going to change. 
the you know the economy is not going to change when when, mm-hmm. when it whenever it does change that it'll change but i can change what can i do differently in terms of how i communicate behave my attitude my emotions and my course of action within my control to this situation that's where the things start to change like you said mm-hmm. and i loved what you shared there um, we got a, about three minutes till the break, but anything you want to elaborate on that, that you could give some you know, further insight to help somebody that's listening and will be listening later that can really help them to you know, get them to kind of like hearing what you're saying and taking that first step to start making some changes. Well, I think the first thing that I will include briefly is that growth is possible. And I'm a huge believer that growth is possible for everyone that chooses to accept growth as a possibility. I will also say that from my experience in approaching growth through this lens, it took a tremendous level of accountability to be able to implement that growth within my life. I think it's one thing to talk about things. I think it's a whole other thing to do the things that you're talking about. (laughs) That took me many years to understand. And I was very fortunate to have had a group of mentors that I surrounded myself with that showed me the difference between talking the talk and walking the talk. When I was able to implement that and when I was able to have an honest conversation with myself about what are the areas in my life that I would like to see differently, where would I like to change, I was able to accept growth as an actual possibility in my life. The other thing that I'll briefly mention upon something that you touched, and and maybe we can get into this in the later uh, segments of this episode, is there's so many situations you write that, quote unquote, I can't control. I think what I can control is how I participate in this life. Life has its own way of making things happen. I've recently read a book that helped me see a completely different perspective. And that is, if life has a way of making certain things happen in life, why can't you make life's way your way? Why can't you look at life as an opportunity to learn from and not necessarily things that are happening to impede you from whatever progress you're trying to make, but rather, why can't you look at life and become an active participant of it? If life has a way, then make it your way. If growth is possible, therefore, that is something that you can do because other people are doing it. Yeah, absolutely. I I, was so well done because that's what it is. I mean, you know, we, you know, if we can just, if, you know, if we can just embrace what's happening and then and then change the way we communicate to ourselves i mean it's not easy but mm-hmm. knowing that if we can let go of what we can't and focus on what we control we can choose even if it's even if it's you're going through a difficult time we can choose an emotion that can be positive to to do, to look at this situation and that can change in how we mm-hmm. look at things it's like it's like the choice of a skier when it goes through skiing through a bunch of trees if you focus on the trees then you're gonna you're you're looking for the obstacles. You're you're in the mm-hmm. problem. But if you focus on the path through the trees, you're gonna focus on the solution. You know, getting through the trees. So it changes your whole way of thinking. I love that, and I want to expand upon that when we come back here after the break. Again, if you're just joining us, we're talking about how to reframe adversity into opportunity. We're here with uh, Oleg Lohid. He is uh, sharing his words of wisdom from experience in this particular area. He has only touched the tip of the iceberg. We got more to come after the break.
what is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects. Surrounding yourself with family and loved ones. Nurturing your spirituality. Maintaining a healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness. And being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about eliminating limited beliefs or unblocking mindset barriers for entrepreneurs, sales professionals, business leaders, and professional athletes to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of resolving the root cause to the problem. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the problem but do not address the root cause to it. You now have the opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consultation calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now... Back to Sustainable Success. Well, welcome back. If you're just joining us here at Sustainable Success, we're talking about how to reframe adversity into opportunity. Uh, Do not worry. If you're just joining us, you can listen to this show in its entirety here later today at the Voice America Influencers channel. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, as well as our Facebook page at Sustainable Success 2017. Uh, We just had some powerful content shared from personal experience from Oleg Lohid. This is a gentleman that you definitely want to get to know, someone that I personally feel for most people, you will definitely feel related to and understood, meaning him to you, but also you're going to relate and understand him as well. Uh, there is a lot of transformation, uh, my opinion, that can be happening here for those that uh, listen to, to him and that take advantage to uh, reach out and get to know him. Uh, and and I'm, he'll be sharing later today some ways that you can uh, reach out and get in contact with them. So, Oleg, you know, we talked a little bit about, you know, your, you know, the backstory, kind of your journey uh, into, you know, really looking at, you know, if, you know, taking adversity and really reframing it in a positive way to create, you know, all these great opportunities that you've done in a short period of time in your life. Let's talk about, you know, during that process, there's going to be different levels. And, you know, it's not like we flip on a switch and whoa, everything's great, right? It doesn't work that way. It's we go through a process. We might go, be going up, we get knocked down a little bit, we go back up, we get knocked down, and eventually we, we follow that process through as we continue to grow. Talk about a little bit about, you know, accountability, you know, self-accountability, maybe accountability to others that can help you know, not tell you what to do or when to do it or how to do it, but, you know, in a way to kind of just be that, that plat, that, that source that can keep you honest of where you are. Of course. Well, before I say another word, I, I truly do wish that sometimes maybe it was as simple as being able to flip a switch. <laughs> Unfortunately, life does not work that way. The, the first part of the conversation when we spoke about different ways to approach adversity, and then the second part, and that is really about forming this into a habit. 
And that is in knowing the framework, knowing the questions to ask yourself. And that is, what am I here to learn? What is this here to teach me? And what am I seeing that I haven't seen before? But how do you form that into a habit? See, for me, it took many, many years before I was able to actually form this into ways of thinking and habitual behavior where I was no longer even questioning how it's happening, but more so it's something that I started to do just on a regular basis. The first thing that I had to have within myself is just an honest conversation about whether or not I can actually hold myself accountable to it. See, I think the tricky part, at least for me, from my experience, when it comes to being able to hold myself accountable is that there's sometimes throughout life where I think I have what it takes to be accountable, but I really don't. I have to have other people. I have to have other processes. I have to read other books, other resources that can help me see the particular point that I'm trying to get to in a different lens. I was very fortunate throughout my life in the recent years where I have met a handful of people who helped me see that particular perspective. What I mean by that is a group of people who are honest enough to tell me the truth. When I'm asking for feedback, for example, if I'm asking for feedback when it comes to a piece of writing or a video or a podcast, whatever it is that I'm doing, I'm not looking for, hey, great job. I'm looking for what can I do different? How can I improve certain things? What do you see within this and what do you see within me that I'm not able to see within myself? Because that's to me, that's the hardest thing is being able to see myself in the mirror I can see the different things that I'm doing and I can feel like I'm making an impact or I'm making a difference in my life, but I don't see the bird's eye view of it all. I don't see the flaws that I'm making along the way. I don't see the areas or the processes that I can improve. So for me, I think when it comes to accountability, the first question that I try to approach is, what does it actually mean to be accountable? And what does it actually mean to hold myself accountable to the new habits that I'm wanting to create in my life. So in this case, if it's the habit of looking at adverse circumstance through a different lens, whenever the next adversity comes up, what can you do or what do you have to do in your own life in order to be able to approach it through the lens of a question? And that is, what is this here to teach me? Instead of being sucked into the circumstances How can you put yourself in an observer's point of view? That is something that I had to first have an honest conversation about within myself before I could have it with anyone else. And what I realized was that even though I had found myself to be accountable in many areas of my life, that was not always one of them. So I had to find people within my life who can help me hold myself accountable at least at the beginning stages of it, until I was able to develop this into a habit and then from there kind of move on my own terms. But that was a, that was a big step that I had to accept is I had to accept help. I mm. had to accept help from other people and I had to ask for help from other people. That was a big barrier that I had to quote unquote overcome within my life is the ability to ask the reason why is because I'm, I'm too proud. Uh, I, 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 I don't, for many years of my life, I chose not to ask for help because I thought I could do it on my own, if I'm being completely honest about it all. Been there. I, thought I, I thought I could do it on my own. I didn't really think I need other people 
for many of these areas of life. And then I was very fortunate to have a conversation with a person who helped me see life through a completely different view. And that is, she said, people need people and people help people. And I kid you not, in that 10 to 15 minute phone call, my perspective shifted completely. I became a lot more accepting when it comes to just asking for help. I stopped creating all of these assumptions about who I can ask for help and who I can't. I just started asking. If I met you for the first time or if I met you for a hundredth time, I'm still going to have the same ask. Mm -hmm. Part of the reason why I started doing it is because I think asking for help, it's just like a muscle. It takes practice for it to develop. At least for me, it took practice to develop. In fact, it took many years before I was able to get comfortable with that concept. So in asking for help from other people, I was able to have these honest conversations with people in my life. And I started to ask them to support me along this process. Mm. Could you help me in X, Y, and Z way to help me be more accountable in a particular area? Hey, I'm trying not to get sucked into this adverse circumstances next time you talk on the phone with me. Help me reframe it. Just throw out this question for me that I'm throwing out to you right now. So those are the areas that I try to accept. And I'm very fortunate to be able to do this in my life now. Do I get it right 100% of the time? Absolutely not. Are there times where I still fall short? 100%. And I think the reason why is because, as we mentioned at the top of the hour, not every circumstance is the same. Hmm. Some circumstances are going to be completely new and completely different to what I may or may not have experienced just yet. So if there's no experience, at least in my opinion, it's very difficult to understand where do you grow from? Where do you get the knowledge and the wisdom from in order to be able to navigate through the current adversity if it's something that you haven't been through just yet? So learning how to be accountable and understanding that at the end of the day, at least in my opinion, everything is on you. Just like I believe the problem is you as an individual. And that is whatever the frustration, whatever it is that I'm experiencing, it's all within me. Mm. So whatever the growth that I want to make within my life, yes, I can have other other people around me that are supporting me along the process, but it's still going to come down to me. I still have to be able to make that choice to take that first step forward. I still have to be able to make that choice to aspire for a different life. I still have to be able to make that choice to realize that there's a new possibility for the type of person that I could be in this world. People can support me in many aspects of that journey, but I have to understand that the choice begins with me and it ends with me. Growth starts with me and it ends with me. So learning is something that I'm trying to embrace within my life, going back to how we started this conversation, and that is looking at all of this as just one giant process. All of this is just an opportunity to learn. In fact, every single one of the events I believe in life are opportunities. Mm -hmm. You can either grow from it or not. The choice is yours. Wow. You you really made some great points. I loved about the accountability and it is a process and the choices you make and, and, and so true. You know, you know, one of the things as guys, we, you know, I know it took me a long time because I was very, pro- you know, I had, you know, I had this pride and, 
And, you know, and at the time I was codependent and, and, and a perfectionist. So I, you know, I, I had this mm-hmm. mindset that I was always right, that it, it, I could do no wrong. It took me a good two years to learn how to be not only transparent and authentic in this process, but in the beginning was the vulnerability that I could be, that I could be vulnerable to let someone listen to me or, or, you know, extend their arm to help me, not mm-hmm. to do it for me, but to, to encourage me to do something for myself or be open to a suggestion to do something for myself, steer me in the direction of a resource that could help me to help myself. That vulnerability is not something j- that just women do. It's, it's important for men that are listening because that was like the, that was the pivotal point in my healing when I went, when I was able to become vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And, and I picked that up from you when you were talking, kind of like when you were starting to talk about the accountability. What's your intake on that when you think about vulnerability? It doesn't it necessarily doesn't have to be for men, but just people in general. Well, I think I share a similar perspective to you. In my opinion, I think vulnerability for males, it's seen as a sign of weakness, yeah, and not a sign of strength. And I think maybe part of it has to do with how we are brought up culturally. Yeah. And what our expectations are <laughs> within the household to begin with. So for me, it took many years to even understand the fact that I could cry. In yep. fact, something that I started to do, and I, I shared this with many other people before, is I try and for, force myself to cry at least once a month. I literally have a reminder in my phone. Yeah. And, and part of the reason why I started to do that is because for many years, I think I forgot how to cry for that same exact reason. Because crying as a male is seen as a sign of weakness in today's yep. day and age in many of the situations that we that we are a part of. So understanding that part that I can be vulnerable and that there's tremendous power in being vulnerable because it releases certain elements of myself for me to see as well as for other people to see. Yeah. See, so I think it's it's for me it was a tendency to be able to act strong and act like I know what I'm doing and have this desire to be quote unquote right. And then I just started to realize, and actually my dad helped me see this in the most brilliant example that he's illustrated to me. And that is one day we were having a conversation. This was maybe a year or two, two ago. And we we're talking about this concept of washing dishes. Think about this for a second. Think about how many different ways you can actually wash a dish. You can use a dishwasher. You can fill up both sinks. You can fill up one sink with water, one sink with soap. You can fill up both sinks with soap. You don't have to fill up any of the sinks with soap. You could just use the faucet itself. So there's so many different ways to do it. And I remember when him and I were talking about this particular situation, he had said something very profound at the end. And he said, in thinking about all of those particular instances, which one is right? None. Whichever one is right is whichever one you choose. Yeah. And it helped me realize an important element when it comes to the conversation that you and I are having right now. And that is my own desire to be right. Why am I striving to be right in so many different situations when maybe what I should be striving for is how can I better understand the situation in hand and how can I expand my own perspective around that particular situation? And help myself see that there are multiple ways to see any given instance. And so going back to when we were talking about vulnerability, that took me many years to understand. It took me many years to learn. It took me many years to process 
the fact that I can be vulnerable in a society, especially as a male, mm. that I can cry in front of other people, that it's okay to do those things. And I'll say to you that when I started to embrace that aspect about myself, not only did I see tremendous changes as far as I felt that I became a lot more empathetic towards people, but I also felt a deeper connection to life in general because all of a sudden I was part of life. I was no longer the separate entity that was walking the streets, but rather I was an active participant within it. I was looking at all these things as I can relate to you because I may or may not have been there. And it's okay if we cry on a live broadcast or in a room, wherever. Why does it matter? Why? Who, who, at the end of the day, who cares and who's judging us? Mm-hmm. If anything, I think the only people that are judging us are truly us. It's true. It's the perspectives that we have about what other people are possibly thinking about. They don't even have to be thinking about how we're viewed. It's possibly thinking about how yes. we're being viewed. Yes. So at the end of the day, I think we're only judging ourselves. That's why I think we are our worst critic is probably it carries a lot of truth behind it. Yeah, I, I agree 100%, Oleg. I, I wrote that in my book five, six years ago, Master Your Inner Critic, Resolve That Would Cause Great Prosperity. It is. Our, it, it, when you think about it, it's because we've been, we, we live in a society where we've been brought up to assume and speculate. Mm-hmm. And then when we assume and speculate, really what's happening is that you, you're making that up, you know, you're making that choice for yourself. You know, it's not actually, you now if, if, if there was communication with the source that was specific, clear and concise, you would probably find out, wow, that wasn't the case. And I had thought all along it was. And sometimes when people do speak something, they still believe the other, the, the other way around. Because yeah. again, they're, they're, they're operating from their own limiting beliefs. So, but that was so true. I think, right. It, 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 it's all, what you just said is our life is our responsibility mm-hmm. regardless of what's happened. Now we got about 30 seconds to uh, about actually less than that. Anything, anything you want to leave before we go to break a final comment that you'd like to leave an impact for? Well, I really like the point that you made as far as your life is re- your responsibility. The other thing that I'll make is, as an add on to it is I believe that regardless of what you believe in, but I believe that I have one life to live. So make the best of it. Whatever it is that you do, however it is that you choose to live it, show up today, show up tomorrow, show up the day after, the same exact version that yep. you want to already be. Don't Love hold it. anything back. Rather, just show up 100% as much as you can. Beautiful. Well, you just heard it. We got more to come with Oleg Lohid here. How to reframe adversity into opportunity. We'll be right back after the break. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects, surrounding yourself with family and loved ones, nurturing your spirituality, maintaining healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness, and being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about unblocking mindset barriers for sales professionals, business leaders, entrepreneurs, and all types of people to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of the problem or challenge. 
The issue is that many people and businesses manage the effect but do not address the root cause. You now have an opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consulting calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success. Well, welcome back. We are talking about how to reframe adversity into uh, opportunity. We're here with Oleg Lohid. Uh, He had talked about in the first segment about the process, a little bit about his backstory. We talked about the importance of accountability during the second half. We encourage those that are just joining us or joined us somewhere, not from the beginning, and you can listen to the show in its entirety here later today here at the Voice American Influence Channel, also on Apple Podcast, Spotify, and our Facebook page, Sustainable Success 2017. Uh, our show is also being brought to you today by Alumni Direct, a new social media community platform dedicated to bringing alumni together. It doesn't mean that it, people you just went to school with. It could be a fraternity, a sorority, and so on. Just an opportunity to not only rekindle old relationships, perhaps meet people you've never met before from your school where you can engage in many ways from posting things to audio to video and different types of resources that can help you both personally as well as professionally and perhaps landing a new job or maybe perhaps meeting your next business partner in a business. Again, this uh, takes all the noise out of social media. There is no notifications. You get to use it in unique, authentic ways to connect at a higher level. Check them out at alumnidirect.com, alumnidirect.com. So, Ole, you know, you had shared some great wisdom here. And, you know, sometimes when we go through this journey, we're all teachers and students simultaneously. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, like, when we are teaching others something, you know, whether if it's to our example, whether if we're educating them, you know, in whatever way we do, many times we're doing this to learn something for, for ourselves from that. Mm-hmm. Can you talk a little bit about that from your perspective and why that's so important? Well, the reason why that's important to me is I, I have to give a shout out to one of the people in my life who has made a big difference. And that is, his name is Casey Berman. I remember him and I were having a conversation where he had said this thing that we oftentimes teach others what we need to learn ourselves. And I remember thinking about that statement for many, many hours after that conversation took place and realizing the importance and the profound wisdom of it. And that is for so many different things that I've been trying to learn within my own self and I was sharing with others, that is the ultimate thing that I was gaining is I was gaining the lessons and the takeaways for my own experience by just simply choosing to share that with other people. 
I think there's probably another person who had said it even better, and that is Gandhi. Be the change. I think it is as simple as that. Having the ability to choose to decide whatever changes you want to make in your life and just do it. Don't just talk about it, but actually make it happen. The reason why I think it's important to be able to give back, at least once again, this is in my opinion and based on my experience, is because for so many years of my life, I didn't choose to reflect back upon the impact that other people have had in my life. In fact, it wasn't until recently where I think it was about six to maybe eight years after graduating from middle school that I was able to go back to that school where everything started and have a conversation with my sixth grade teacher and express to him deep gratitude for everything that he has had in my life, all of the different changes that he brought within me, all the things that he helped me in. The reason why I think it's important to be able to be a contribution in the lives of others by choosing to share that with them is because I think far too often in life, in my opinion, people go unappreciated. People's efforts don't go acknowledged. People are making an impact every single day, and yet it's something that it's just not a cultural thing. Maybe it's like that in different cultures, but I haven't seen that in the United States. I haven't Mm -hmm. seen the moments where the person bags your groceries and you not only thank the person for doing it, but ask them about their day. How is your day going? Mm. What is it that I can help you with in not even knowing who you are? So that is a big point that I try to emphasize within my life is being able to take a step back, being able to teach others, so to speak. And what I mean by teach is simply share, share the different things that I'm learning from other people, share the things that I'm learning from this conversation, share the things that I've Mm. learned from you and the work that you've done in the world. So I think there is profound wisdom in being able to take a step back, lend a hand to someone who might be looking for one, just like you might have been, whether it was yesterday, last week, last month, last year, whatever that time frame was, that's that's a thing that I think connects all of us, is that we've all been in similar shoes before. We didn't all start at the top. We didn't all start with the podcast being built for us. We had to start with the first episode. We had to start with the first subscriber. We had to start with the first download. We had to start with the first time when everything didn't work and somehow we made it work. So that is a thing that I find fascinating about many of the journeys that I get to experience with other people is that we all have to start somewhere. And if that is the case, then why don't I choose to reach back out, be a contribution to someone else's life and share with them the things that I have learned throughout my own journey to help them along their path. And that's what I try to do within my own life is is really just teach others what I need to learn myself. And, And that's to be more appreciative of life, to be more appreciative of the fact that I I think being alive is a privilege. I think it is a huge blessing to be alive right now, to share this moment with you, to share this moment with listeners. I think it's a huge opportunity to even have the opportunity to breathe. I mean, really think about that for a second, that we can't even control the one thing 
that gives us the ability to be alive. Mm. And that is our next breath. Yes. We don't know how it's going to come and we don't know when it's going to come. So instead of, for me, taking those things for granted, I try and be appreciative of them and really learn from them as much as I can. Oh, I think that is so well put, Oleg. And, 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 and it's like, you know, when you're going through it, just like what the topic is today, how do you reframe adversity and opportunity? I mean, life is going to happen. Everyone's going to have challenges and, and setbacks and, and obstacles. Some might have some more extreme than others, mm-hmm. but everyone has them. And it's how we choose to show up and embrace them rather than resist them, go around them, avoid them and be the victim. You know, we get to choose the emotions. We get to choose our attitude, our behavior, our communication to it and the course of action that we take within our control. And you, you right there, you express what gratitude is about. There's always something good that you can take from any situation yeah instead of dwelling on what's negative what what is good here and that you could find something that could could just change your whole frame of thinking in that brief moment yeah which makes me believe that optimism is something that can be learned i think optimism can be a learned skill i i know for me looking back upon my own life if you would have known me let's say 10 or 12 years ago i'm nowhere near the same person, maybe the same one at heart, but just how I chose to showcase a lot of the things are are slightly different than the way that I'm able to today. And I think part of the reason why I was doing that is because A, going back to being comfortable, I didn't feel comfortable in being in my own skin. Mm -hmm. I didn't feel comfortable in being able to share my own perspectives because I was so concerned by the perceived judgment from other people that might receive that I might receive from them if I chose to express myself fully. That was the first thing. The other thing that I think you mentioned, which I also find very insightful, and that is life is going to happen for each and every single one of us. There's going to be circumstances that we may or may not have control over as far as why they happen and how they happen. I think the beauty of that time that I choose to remind myself of is everything is temporary and nothing is permanent. So whatever the circumstance, whatever the adversity I might be experiencing right now, that too shall pass, Hmm. just like anything else has. And really think about that. The most adverse circumstances in your life, Chris, they've passed. You're still here. Yes, you might be going through whatever the consequences of those events are now, but the, uh, the adverse circumstance of that time, it's no longer the same. Exactly. And that was a big thing that I continue to remind myself about is that everything is temporary. Nothing in life is permanent. The event, the adversity that I might be experiencing right now, yes, I might have consequences afterwards, or it might prolong a little bit longer than I expected to, but it will pass. Given the time and given the place, it can transform into something else. So why not learn from it? Why not yes. look at it as something positive and not necessarily something that is overly negative that happened to me? Yeah. No, I, 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 t- I 100% agree with everything you said. And I, I love how you put that. We have about two minutes left in the show, Oleg. I, I, I can't express the gratitude of, of the wisdom that at your age, what you've possessed and what you shared here with the audience, it's just off the charts. And I'm, Highly encouraging everyone to listen to this show again, and we will be making sure to put this show out there to share this with people that you truly care about. 
that can use the wisdom and experience of Oleg that can help you make a shift to embrace adversity, uh, to see it as an opportunity and how you can reframe it. So Oleg, if you'd like to share with the audience, we got about a, just about a, almost about a minute, just you know, let them know where they can contact you, what you're up to and what you'd like to leave them with. The best place that people can reach out to me is LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and that's you can search my name or you can search the name of the organization that I started a couple of years ago called Overcoming Odds, which is really a space for people to be heard and to be appreciated for who they are. <laughs> Regardless of the adversities and the challenges they've been through, I think the one thing that connects us all, in my opinion, it's that story. It's the story of being able to overcome. It's the story of being able to reframe. So for anyone that's interested in being able to be a part of that community, feel free to check it out there. As, as far as any parting words, what I would say is something that I've said at the beginning of this, throughout it, and then towards the end. And that is, if you want to make a change in your life, be the change. Don't wait for it to happen. Don't wait for the circumstances to change. And don't wait for the quote-unquote perfect time. I waited many years for that perfect time only to realize that the perfect time never came. So what I started to do is I started to really form a series of habits in my life in order to be able to create the changes that I needed to make to become the person that I wanted to become. Wow. Powerful, powerful. Please get to know Oleg Lohi. Please reach out to him, uh, find him and, and get to know him. We want to thank you, Oleg, for being here. Guests and listeners, we love the, the fact that you you make this show what it is. We'll continue to bring people like Oleg to the show each and every week that can share their wisdom, their experience in helping you personally and in your business to get to the next level. We're all about life and business as one. And again, until next Thursday, we'll be back at the same time. Have a wonderful rest of your Thursday. Great weekend. And we'll see you next Thursday at 12 o'clock East Coast time. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Sustainable Success. Be sure to join Chris Salem and his guests every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Have an incredible week.